0: Welcome to the show. On today's episode, we're talking about speaking publicly. There are literally tens of thousands of opportunities for you to speak at conferences every year. Now, it takes some skills, and if you haven't done it in the past, you might be thinking, wow, there's no way I'm going to do it. It's a nerve-wracking experience if you're not prepared. But there are ways to overcome those fears and the nervousness and learn the skills that it takes to become an effective public speaker. Sven Peters is our guest today and he's going to talk about a program that he's put together to help you gain those skills or improve the ones that you already have. Also today throughout the episode you're going to hear from professionals that have experience as public speakers. Most notably, we'll start the episode out with Dave Itachiria, president and CEO of MongoDB. He's going to share some tips and advice to help you improve as a public speaker. Then, throughout the episode, you'll hear from public speakers from around the globe. I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Well, having been in the uh, professional world for over 25 years, I've had a number of opportunities to speak publicly. I would say the ones I remember are the ones that were high stakes, uh, whether it was raising capital for some of the companies I started or worked at. It was uh, meeting with customers, presenting to large audiences like MongoDB World or frankly going on an IPR roadshow where you have to speak to lots of investors, typically in a uh, ballroom setting where you're presenting the company's strategy and financials and taking you know, questions from a pretty cynical uh, set of investors. When I first started presenting, I was a young product manager and uh, I used to be terrified of presenting publicly. My knees would shake, my lips would quiver. I was a walking hot mess and uh, And I realized that uh, given where I wanted to take my career, I had to actually become a much better public presenter. Because if you aspire to a leadership role, by definition, you will be faced with the responsibility of speaking to a large audience, to conveying what you're trying to do, to engendering enthusiasm about a particular program or plan of action, and as well as to answer questions and, and sometimes thorny questions about what's going on and what's not going well with the business. And so uh, to address my stage fright, I essentially worked really, really hard at working on my delivery and also really hard at uh, really knowing my subject matter material well enough that even if I got a little nervous, I knew because I knew the material so well and that the audience was, was really there to hear me that I would overcome any of the jitters. and obviously you know, as you do this over and over again, you start becoming more and more comfortable presenting like anything else in life. And so uh, over time, I overcame my stage fright. Yeah, I I would say um, try and avoid a lot of uh, technical jargon. I I find that even the most technical audience prefers to hear things in simple English. Now, obviously there are times when you have to use some acronyms and terms, but try and do that at a minimum. And really speak to the hard way, trying to say it in the most simple uh, English terms you can, because I think that's the best way to really connect with your audience.
0: I'm excited to welcome Sven Peters to the show. Welcome. Hello. It's great to have you on the show, Sven. Would you uh, introduce yourself? Let, let the folks know who you are and what you do.
2: All right. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm Sven. I uh, have been a developer for a long time, but that's actually full-time developer a long time ago. Um, I then um, made a weird career move um, 10 years ago and joined something that is actually um, called now developer advocacy. Um, At that time, that was not really a thing. and I, I, think, I think they called it developer evangelism first, um, and I was actually hired as, a, as an ambassador. Uh, whatever that, that means, it's now developer advocacy, um, which is, is, is now a thing. At that time, there was a, a pretty, pretty weird career move, um, and uh, yeah, I became, became a public public speaker.
0: Yeah, and, and where are you located, Sven?
2: I'm based in, in uh, Hamburg, Germany.
0: And how long have you been with MongoDB?
2: I had my MongoDB MongoDBversary actually uh, a month ago. Um so I started beginning of of uh 2020. Okay,
0: congratulations. That must have been a weird uh, a weird transition, I mean coming into the into the pandemic and and really not having a physical presence to go to. How, how was how was that transition?
2: I mean, having a phys- not a physical presence that that's not really new to me. I I've, I've worked remote since since 10 years. Um but um, not meeting your team, um, that, was, that was kind of weird. Um, I was once in the, in the New York office um, for, for a week uh, and then afterwards the office closed and I've just seen my team virtually.
0: You've focused on engineering and development in the past and today, what's, what's your focus at MongoDB?
2: As I said, I became a public speaker and I've done a lot of talks um, at a lot of conferences. And now I'm, I'm, I'm still doing some kind of conferences, but my focus is actually scaling myself out and helping actually other folks to, to speak at conferences. Um, so at MongoDB, I'm responsible for the content of our own conference, MongoDB Live, um, running the whole program committee and um, actually helping, helping folks to become better speakers. So setting them up um, for, for success at MongoDB Live. I'm also running a thing that
0: we call the speaker program. Interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about the speaker program?
2: Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Speaker program is for the for the uh, MongoDB community, for people that um, actually want to speak at at a conference. Um, not sure about the the topic, or don't know how all this all this conference, getting on a conference. Um, Trying, trying to get their ideas submitted to a conference and then actually put together a talk that, that are not familiar with, with, with all of this. So that's why, where the speaker program helps.
3: I wanna find out more about the speaker program, but uh, let's take a step back. Mike, where was your first ever conference that you spoke at?
0: Put him on the spot. You know what? I think it was the first startup I worked at, but the first memorable experience I had was at MongoDB World 2016 or 2017. It was memorable because it was bad. I think um, I had prepared. The event was talk. bad, or you were bad. <laughs> no, the event was great. I was bad.
2: <laughs> Why?
0: I was bad. I, well, you know, I don't think that I prepared adequately. I think I figured that I'd be okay. I had spent most of my career as a, you know, presenting on various things, and and I had spent the previous five or six years in a role where I was a solutions architect and a and a solutions consultant, speaking to customers. And in some cases, large numbers of customers. But uh, so I, I was very comfortable in the fact that I could wing it. I could. I I knew the topic, and so when I hit the stage, I immediately blacked out. I felt incredible nerves. My mouth went completely dry. I was. I didn't prepare with water, and um, the physical reaction of my body shocked me. So I I felt completely disabled. And you know while. I don't know that all of these things were apparent to the audience. They were clearly evident to me, and it impacted my performance greatly. You know, Sven, is that a, is that a common thing that happens?
2: That's super common. That is actually also my, my first experience uh, when I got on stage for the first time. I don't, I don't remember anything anymore from that moment. <laughs> actually, it's just cut out. I, I just remember I went on stage, and then I came back and that's that's it the rest i i, I can't remember <laughs> anymore but that yeah it, it was it was a pretty it's, it's, i think it's pretty common that people are just think they are super nervous and everyone will see that everyone will see the reactions but actually if you look at at the video afterwards if it's if it's uh, recorded then you see it was was fine uh no one no one ha- have actually noticed also if you talk to the people afterwards they don't they don't notice
3: What you're about to hear is a clip that we recorded with a developer living out of Switzerland. Ixelle Ruiz is a Java champion and professional speaker. And in this segment, we're gonna learn about the first conference that she ever spoke at and why she decided to become a speaker in tech.
4: My first public speaking experience probably was Java one 12 years or 13 years ago. So I have attended One several times prior to that, but as attendee. And I used to attend to the speaker's dinners party as a spouse. So in one of these meetings, I was talking to the organizers of Qcon Brazil, and they were telling me about how they missed having women speaking at tech events and that was a shame because he saw that there were not enough role models in his country in university and he he missed that so after a few minutes talking i realized that that's true and i am a software developer a very shy software developer so actually that will explain you a little bit how dramatic this is. I'm totally an introvert. But I'm on conferences. I organize events. I do a lot of community work. So my first advice to people that want to start talking is don't get fixated in your personality. This is a scary. Yes, for sure it's a scary. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of work preparing, presenting facing the different cultures, different audiences. But what you have to have first, it's the idea. Why are you doing that? At the end of the day, what is going to multiply the joys of a great session and what will get you through to the harsh or horrible moments of butterflies in your stomach, um, sweating all over around, You're, You're heart-raising, you're completely forgetting all about your presentation. At some point, you even forget what's your name. And for me, it was exactly that. We don't have enough role models. We don't have enough women there saying, you know what, I know this topic and I can explain it. And we can make the difference.
3: So in those circumstances where you are, are kind of freaking out because you're so nervous, I mean, what, what can people do? What can presenters do to, to get over this? To, because it's a big hurdle. I even suffered from this as well.
2: Yeah. Um, th- there are a couple of, of, of tips if you feel that what you, what you, can, what you can actually do. So, so first is, of course, the preparation. Um, I always say, um, please prepare the first five minutes intensely. So you can go on stage and just go into automative robotic mode and just just run your five minutes and it should be that that much uh, prep that people can wake you up in the middle of the night and you stand up and just hold the first five minutes of your talk without even thinking. Um, you can look at the people and 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 hold and look 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 around, have other thoughts in your head, but still do your your talk. So that's that's a preparation. But also, if you're on stage. I always 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 say to, to speakers, just try to find the nodder. So the one in the audience that always goes the head up and down. There's always a nodder in the audience. And try to find this, this person. It it is really makes you a positive feeling and say, <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing great. Or I'm awesome. Or bring people that you know actually um, uh, into the audience so they can act as as the nodder. And you see some familiar faces and they are friendly, they're smiling, they're looking at you. So all these things can help actually to, to work on work your nerves.
0: I love that, kind of stacking the audience and um, you kind of feel like you've got some fans. Uh, that's, that's definitely a great tip. Now, we've, we've actually spoken to quite a number of people and we're going to intersperse some, of the, uh, some comments from folks that have um, talked a little bit about some of these things. So we'll have those throughout the, the show today. Um, one thing that also has come up in the past, you know, not necessarily at a large conference for me, but I've heard from other speakers when technical problems arise, I mean, I think it's almost a guarantee that at every conference there's going to be quite a few um, technical problems that arise. Do you have any tips or suggestions for folks around how to deal with problems with technology?
2: Um, also, there I can say just that the preparation is key. I'm, for example, uh, I avoid doing live demos on stage um, or I have always a backup. So a video that is actually showing the live demo in case something breaks. I mean, internet connections are unstable, things can break and you're nervous and you can't can't recover. So always have, have a backup plan. So that's one thing. The other thing is just like also the, the preparation, just be in the room, you speak on time so you can just set up everything just calmly um put in put in your laptop uh uh, put in the put on the mic don't rush try everything out because yeah so so um being at a conference i think every every uh fifth conference there's something wrong with the projector Uh, My my laptop doesn't recognize. And then they have to call in some technical crew. And that's all nerve-breaking if you just have two minutes until your your presentation starts. Um, So things like that helps, actually.
3: I think there's a third step, too, right? Don't you have to make a sacrifice to the demo gods as well? Like (laughs) sacrifice a virgin or something? (laughs) Mike knows about this. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, thinking about preparation for an event, um, any other tips or advice around getting ready for for someone's first time speaking
2: i mean it's 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 i think it's the preparation and you you need to feel comfortable with 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 everything with your slide deck um with with your script um so uh and then prepare for for everything um uh, so uh you're you're prepared for 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 worst case scenarios right
3: This next clip was recorded with Andreas Almaray, a developer out of Switzerland. Andreas is a Java champion and an advocate of open source, and he's also a professional speaker. In this clip, he talks about some advice that he wants to give to future speakers for their first time presentation.
5: My name is Andreas Almere. I'm a Java champion and a true believer of open source software. Well, one of the things that I would say is that if you have the opportunity to do this, definitely jump into it. It's very rewarding. It's kind of like the same when when you want to learn something, the best possible way to do it is to teach it, because then you you go deeper into the subject. The same way as it is doing public speaking, you have to do more research, you become a bit more prepared, and you find interesting interesting bits about a particular technology or the topic that you, that you want to talk about. Now, in this regard. Given that uh, you may be a starting, um, there may be a few things that you have in mind that are definitely unknowns. And there is always the, this fear of failure or making a mistake. That will always happen, No matter how much uh, prepared you are, there are always unknowns. There are always things that are out of control. And that is fine. So my advice is don't fear the mistakes just be prepared for some of the things that are under control. And for those that are not, then it's okay to tell the audience that when something happened that you couldn't recover, say that you're demoing uh, a snippet of code or there's some sort of integration with certain service or system and something breaks down that, that, that happens. So instead of spending more time trying to recover, you eventually will realize that it's a failure and, if you are not able to fix it soon, you could also explain, oh, well, this particular setting was not ready or this particular system was not connected. And well, we could spend more time trying to fix it, but there are other things that I would like to showcase today. If you believe that this is more important or if your audience says, no, no, please try to fix it because this is how you are showing uh, a real life scenario what can happen with the technology you are demonstrating, then just go. On. So try to feel the audience if it's okay to spend more time or just continue with your program.
0: There's going to be people listening that, that want to speak. They, they know they have something to say, but perhaps they haven't gotten any experience. Do you have tips for folks on, well, finding conferences to speak at that are, that are first speaker-friendly?
2: Yeah. So if, you, if you're starting your speaking career, it's always good to just join a meetup, a local meetup, so you can try things out. Um, you can try your presentation out. Um, what I'm always doing when I have a new presentation um, before I go to, to a larger conference, I always hold it in front of, of some, some colleagues um, so they can give me feedback. Um, that helps me also to assure that the content is good and um, that I will do a good job on stage. So look, local meetups are a great thing to, to find a conference. And then um, conferences have, have things like open call for speakers. So look out for those. Follow maybe those conferences on Twitter so you can see when they open up for, for, for a call for speakers. Look at your, at, at your area where there are conferences of interest Maybe your coworkers know where to go. If you have favorite speakers, follow those speakers and see where they are going, so you can just put that on your your calendar or where you want to go um, too. So these are these are things how you can find. And then there, there are some web pages where um, people collect call for sp- papers things like that.
3: I wanted to add on uh, that I agree totally with what you said about meetups. If you're a first time speaker, go find a local meetup group in your area. There's smaller scale events. Uh, people are there. Uh, they're, they're usually really nice um, and supportive. Something that I've been doing personally recently when it comes to new presentations, even though I'm not a new presenter, is I'll stream them on Twitch or similar. I, I realize that I may have zero people tune into my Twitch stream, but at least I kind of get into the mindset that I'm giving this presentation uh, and then I can go ahead and watch it back later.
0: That's a great tip, Nick. So Twitch is a great... Platform for streaming, and uh, you can go live with zero audience members for sure. And what it accomplishes is a, is a couple of things. I think for me, the first time going live is it's it's basically a heart attack <laughs> waiting to happen. And I think once you get over that hurdle, you're most likely on your first stream, you're not going to have a ton of people watching or, or listening, but uh, but it's going to get you over that hump. And the second thing it's going to do is it's going to help you build your resume. Those live streams become pre-recorded, and they can become a part of your virtual resume. So when you do go to to a conference and and you apply for a, a call for paper or a C- CFP, um, you can list those pre-recorded sessions. And um, it's not always apparent how many people actually showed up or watched while it was live, but the fact that it's pre-recorded is is pretty powerful, right? Good point. So, Sven, I'm I'm thinking about you know the greats. There are there are. At MongoDB, I mean, the, the C-level uh, folks, they're, they're amazing speakers, and they, they do quite a bit of speaking, not just at MongoDB events, but out there in the world as well. And I find inspiration in that. Are there people that you look to for inspiration in the world of speaking publicly?
2: Yeah, for sure. When I actually started, I actually looked at people that I, really, that I saw at conferences before that I, I really liked. Um, like their 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 speaking styles, um, and th- then I also looked at comfort uh, of speakers that i that I didn't like, um, and I, I avoided those things um, actually, and just try to not not to copy the the good speakers, but looking in what what are they doing right and what what do I really like um, with with them? so trying to get that into my talks too
0: are you comfortable sharing some of the anti patterns like what have what have people done you don't have to give names but what have people done that <laughs> that maybe you want to to not replicate
2: so for for me a thing is if 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 a speaker starts a, a talk always like very predictable like sharing the agenda um so i'm going to talk today about a b c um i've done this and this and this in my career that that i found like it's it's a little bit boring um, to start your talk with that, and I also think like people are just like um, getting getting bored by it um, pretty easily. So the attendees. Uh, so I, I was I was always start my talks with a story about myself that relates me to the topic to bring the people into into the topic. So that's a that that's a thing that I, I never start with 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 the agenda or with a bio or about myself. I bring that later into the into, into the talk, but I want to catch people's attention from the first minute. So that's that's a thing that I always avoid. That I don't don't really like with with other speakers. But
3: I'd actually like to, to to pivot for a moment here. Uh, when it comes to actually getting accepted towards conferences, so let's say you've you've submitted a CFP, you found some conferences that you like, um, but you're just not getting accepted as a speaker. Do you have any tips and tricks to kind of cross that hurdle, whether you're a first-time speaker or this is your millionth time speaking, to actually get to that event? Because there are a finite number of spots, right, for the tracks.
2: Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a hard thing. So if you're, if you're a frequent speaker, you're probably more likely to get accepted. Also, you have to work hard. So submitting to a lot of conferences is, is a tactic that I've seen with, with some speakers that works. And uh, there's there's one conference out there that that really likes your your submission and and your, your talk idea, but also working on the abstract. Um, so that the abstract is the description of the talk that you submit, so that you that you that you put, give give the conference organizers to judge if you're a good speaker or if, you, if you're good have a good topic or not. Working hard on that and make that uh, pretty solid, uh, and also so people can make a decision. Based on your on what, what you have been written, um, so working on that, having a catchy title also also helps uh, for your talk. But really, saying what what your talk is about and why is it why is it important for the audience? Think about the audience first helps actually to get accepted because people are looking at it and say, "Oh, we really need that talk at our conference. That's something new. That's something fresh. We want to have that." So if you have that in your in your description it helps a lot to get accepted.
3: Now, I mean, let's say that, that uh, you've created that talk that the conference has decided that they have to have. And you really want to speak at that conference, but you're not as fortunate as, say, me and Mike and even yourself spent being in developer relations, getting getting kind of reimbursed to travel to, to events from the company that you work for. W- what do you do in those circumstances to actually get there?
2: So some conferences are actually paying. So... Some conferences have a budget for speakers for, for, for travel and, and hotel. Um, so you could, you could just reach out to the conference if you got accepted and ask, hey, my company is not paying. Um, I would have paid it out of my own own pocket. Um, so can, can you help me out? And I guess a lot of conferences would say, yeah, we really want you. So here's the money for you. Um, to travel. Another thing is, is MongoDB.
3: One of those conferences. I just
2: <laughs> actually you can you can apply through the speaker program um for for speaker grant. So coming back to the speaker program, there is a we we have we have a program for for people that talk about MongoDB at conferences to get some money from us for for traveling and for the hotel costs. You have to talk about MongoDB topic and the conference should be kind of value for MongoDB. Uh, you could you can apply, and we are paying the bills.
0: And so, do I have this right? It doesn't have to be a MongoDB conference; it could be any conference where they're speaking about MongoDB.
2: That's correct. Yeah.
0: I want to step back just a second on the topics, and obviously, MongoDB is a great topic. There's plenty to talk about. You know, there's there's just amazing um, content in available around the the platform. You could talk about MongoDB Realm. You could talk about you know, MongoDB, the server. You could talk about the aggregation framework. I mean, I could go on. What other ways can people come up with topics, really compelling co- topics for a talk?
2: So, also there, we we have some help. Uh, it's a MongoDB University course you can take. So, I, I know you have been talking about the MongoDB University here at the podcast. Um, so, there's a new course where we actually take the attendees of this of this of of, of this of this course through some idea finding exercises so people can actually see, does my idea stick? Is it, is it compelling for the, for the audience? So we, we guide people through all these things. This is also part of the speaker program that we have. So this university course helps with finding the idea and making the pitch for the conference.
0: So we've talked about folks in the audience that might be looking at their first couple of talks let's go to the other end of the scale. What does it take, and and what is a keynote speaker? I know that that's that's something that some of the developer advocates here have done. What does it take to become a keynote speaker?
2: Good question. First, I think speaker experience. um, You should have proven that you can actually speak at conferences and that you have the ability to also entertain the audience. So just just for for the folks keynote is always the opening thing at a conference or the closing thing or something in the middle but when when there's no other chance to watch another talk everyone has to attend the keynote so that's 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 a keynote and it it should be inspiring it should be an inspiring topic that that you're going to present at a keynote um because everyone is listening and you have to bring everyone on the same the same room and it should be interesting for everyone so it should be should be something more broader. That's also also something for a keynote. It is more a broader topic that everyone is interested in. That is inter- an interesting keynote. Um, so yeah, but uh, I, I guess like having, having spoken at a, a lot of events um, and then hopefully get invited to speak, speak at a conference at a keynote. Great, that's great advice.
4: My name is Holly Cummins, I'm an IBMer and I'm an innovation leader in IBM, which means I work with clients to try and bring innovation and change the world with them. My favourite thing about public speaking? is the moment when I stop public speaking. Before I speak, I'm usually nervous. And then when I speak, I'm sort of really in the zone and focused, but then that moment when it's done and I think, ah, oh, it wasn't, nothing horrible happened, it's all okay. And then talking to people and seeing that what I was speaking about made a difference to them.
3: So Spin, I learned a few things about the MongoDB speaker program that I didn't already know. Is there anything else that we might've missed that is completely valuable to people who want to start speaking about MongoDB?
2: Sure. So the speaker program is actually made for people that that actually want to speak at a at a conference. So and we actually take the speakers right by the hand because it's new for a lot of folks. Like, how do I get to this conference? So, for example, um, we have resources on the speaker program: how to write a great abstract. Um, we touched on that. Um, we actually people can submit their abstract, and we are actually reviewing it. So there are a bunch of speakers that take a look at the abstract and reviewing the abstract and give you actually feedback on the on the abstract and actually once you get accepted we also do a, a one-on-one coaching session with with, with speakers that um, are part of the speaker program so actually you spend one one hour with a with a professional speaker coach um, and uh, get feedback on your talk um, we have slide resources and and tons of articles around how to put together a talk how to how to survive the stage—all um, those things are, are part of the of the whole package of the speaker program. MongoDB speaker
0: program. I mean, that's incredible. What a what a valuable resource. You know, we've talked a lot about how the how of speaking and some tips and advice for folks. What's the motivation for people to actually speak at conferences? Why would somebody want to to go to go through the the stress of of preparing for and delivering a a possibly an anxiety-inducing experience like speaking at a conference?
2: Good question. I think everyone wants to get their idea out to the world to just get their opinion about something that they have experienced and want to tell their story to the world. Um, I think there's there's a strong feeling, feeling about that. Um, it, it, it helps actually also... For, for, for your career building. If you have spoken at, at, a, at some events, it helps you also to put together great presentations for your job. Um, so there's a lot of learnings uh, you, you get from, from public speaking and it helps you with building your network. If you're once on stage and people come, come after the talk to you and, and chat about uh, your topic, there's a, a lot of great opportunity to build your professional network. Um, and you can actually learn from the attendees too. Uh, so, so, and, and from other speakers, so it's, it, it's, it's just, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of public speaking. I love it. Um, and yeah, it, sometimes it feels like it's super, super, super nerve wracking. And I have this feeling every time before I go on stage, I just ask myself, why am I doing this? I could sit on the other side in the audience and just listen to the speaker but then once I, I did my, my presentation, I go from stage and I say, just, oh, wow, well, I have to do it again. I, I, when is the next time I can go on stage again? So um, it's a little bit addictive, too.
0: Oh, it is. And I think the two, my two favorite times during the, the life cycle of a conference speaking event the first is when my, my talk is accepted, when my CFP is accepted. And the second is when I'm walking off the stage. <laughs> It's it's quite a rewarding experience. So if you're listening and you're thinking, man, I want to experience that, uh, check out the speaker program. I, I think it's really valuable. And I think some of these resources, you just don't get, uh, you know, they're not freely available to everybody. So this is a great opportunity for you to avail yourself of a professional speaking coach, resources, slide help, and and really take that step to advance your career. Uh, it can take a new direction when you start to incorporate things like like speaking at conferences. So
2: anything else to add before we wrap, Sven? Um, thanks thanks for having me and giving me the opportunity to, to talk about the speaker program. Um, I'm super excited about it. And um, yeah, join the speaker program.
0: Uh, and where can people get more information about the speaker program?
2: Good, good, good point. So developer.mongodb.com, uh, um, go to programs, and there is the speaker program ready for you. Take a look, take a look around, um, and also give us feedback through through the forums, uh, through the MongoDB forums. We are here to help.
3: Sven, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you personally, are you on social media at all, LinkedIn or Twitter?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so at Sven Pat, that's my Twitter. Uh, handle, so go go to Edsman Pet um, LinkedIn, find me there. Happy to connect with you. Um, yeah.
0: Outstanding. Well, Sven, thanks so much for spending time with us and for giving us more information about the speaker program. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you on stage. Thanks for listening.
2: If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. Have a question or a suggestion for the show? Visit us in the MongoDB community forums at community.mongodb.com.